Welcome to the Big Daddy Sports Minute. Sports talk from the fans' perspective. I am Paul Big Daddy DeMay. And alongside me, as usual, is my executive producer, who's hacking up a lung tonight, <laughs> Michael. I, it was a little bit earlier. <clears throat> I'm fine now. Yeah. And, and, of course, Jason's with us. How you doing, Jay? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing good. Glad you're not chewing pretzels right now. I'm not. And we have a special guest in the studio tonight. We do. Mike, why don't you introduce our special guest? Our special guest will be Shannon Ferguson. Hello, Big Daddies. <laughs> there's only one Big right, Daddy. There's only one Big Daddy. Let's, let's get that straight. Oh, What's up with your voice, Shannon? Wow. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you, and, and uh, we are, uh, we're about to start pleasantries. Michael? Yes. Big Daddy Paul. How was your week? Well, Paul, since you asked... And the music is playing. I can now start my pleasantries. Mm. Uh, my week is, well, it's Monday. So it's been, what, 12 hours long. Do you want to talk about last week? My Talking weekend? about since the last time we were together, Michael, oh, like okay. we always do. <coughs> uh, I have had some magical moments. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it means... <laughs> means nothing. I got nothing for it. I, I, everything's, there's no, nothing exciting to all talk right. about. Well, all so. right. Let's move on. Jay, how oh, was hey, your week? Right. Thanks for asking, though. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Jay? My last week? Yeah, since Or we, this week? Oh, for the love of God. What, do we not do this every week? Since the last time we were together, how was your week? It's been one week since Jay. I've seen you, Jason. This is a pleasant dream, Shannon. It was fine. I worked a lot. Well, this is, wow, this this is, is exciting. Uh, this is okay. really Five minutes in, I'm going to have to say something. You guys have got to work with him. have you been in seven days? I'm living the dream. I'm loving living life. Dream. That's usually what I say. I always say something positive, yeah. but I got I got hung up today. But you can't uh, leave Big well, Daddy hanging. You know what, Shan? How well, was your week? My week was great. Good. That's thank awesome. You for, thank you for asking. Not Lots a of problem. good things going on. That's good. That's awesome. My, my week was great until <coughs> I was supposed to go golfing Saturday. There you go. Gorgeous out. Did Finally. it snow? Six, Sixty <laughs> degrees, but it had rained for three days straight. So we got there at nine o'clock in the morning, and they said, "Well, we're not golfing today." It was a charity thing, so that kind of sucked. But nice. Well, that, well, that was at least something. That was better than my yeah, my, my magical moments. Mm, yeah. Well. So my magical moments was Jesus. The the studio that we're in right now. It's getting. I get another pleasantry music because. Because you're still talking. Because I'm still talking. <laughs> I didn't even get so, <clears throat> you did. It was you played did, underneath Jay. you, Jay. I think you did. Yeah, I did. You wanted me to rewind it? I can rewind it. No. So, <clears throat> I've got a show this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I've been rehearsing in my, and I just, I just love this studio now. Like this. What do you think, Shannon? I, I mean, this room is. Honestly, it's a little warm. No. Here. Other than if I'm hot, everybody's hot. But other than that, it is awesome to see, yeah. especially from start to finish, the way you've developed it. But I could totally see mm. this. See? I love, I love her. Yeah, creating. It's magical. Music. It's magical. <laughs> it, you right. know what? It is rocking, actually. It is. I agree. Thank you, Shannon. All right. Well, Paul? can I tell you about my pleasantries? All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. All right. So, I've had quite the eventful week. Let me tell you that. But oh, I, that's right. Because, over, yeah. overall. This is going to take a while, Jay. No, it won't. Overall, <clears throat> my week was magnificent i am magnificent you are i am um 
So my week started out, you know, last Monday we got together, we did the show, and then I went into work on Tuesday, which is the hotel that I was leaving. Yes. And I went to lunch, and I got back from lunch, and my HR director pulled me into her office and said, "Get the hell out!" My, that's exactly what she said. She get the hell out. She says, "So our general manager, yeah, our general manager, who wasn't even at the hotel, he was in Arkansas helping another hotel, um, decided for whatever reason, didn't give me an explanation that they did not want me to finish my two weeks, and they let me go." Which actually, at first, I was a little shocked. I've never had that happen before. Um, usually, most places will let you finish your two weeks. You get paid and all that. Well, was they, he mad at you or something? Or? I don't know. You want to call him? Yeah, I like to call the him. The guy's an ass, but you can talk to him if you want. If he's listening. Sorry, well, if buddy. he's listening, I don't give a crap. Yeah. So I don't work for him anymore. Ass. So, um, what an which ass. really ultimately, um, thanks, Mike, for interrupting my pleasantries. No problem. Man. Um, ultimately gave me five days off, five and a half days off, which was quite awesome it gave me some time to relax and get some things done and get ready for my new gig which i started today yeah uh, i have my new union station pen wow, i know that's it's nice. pretty exciting can i um, see it let me look at that no you can't touch it okay um so ultimately all of that starting my new job today see made, my new pen? made my week <laughs> made my week and michael me, the make company on it magnificent see my, see my pen what's your hey this is we all got our own company pens i don't sorry so, when says Michael? Oh, sorry, Paul. Go ahead. No, finish. it's okay. It's, no, no, no. It's all good. I mean, really usually, good. usually nobody wants Just to hear continue, my pleasantries. Just continue, please. No, I'm done. My 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 week was magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. Paul, that was. That I'm was gonna glorious. say it one more time. Magnificent. <laughs> Jay, Jay. We, we see it, Jay. <laughs> we see it, Jay. <laughs> so, um, I'm glad everybody's here. I'm glad we're all having a good time. I'm yeah. glad Mike had a magical week and Jason. Sorry well, about I had magical golfing. moments. Oh, whatever. Not, not a whole week, just yeah. moments. And, and I'm glad Shannon's here, and, and I'm glad I'm magnificent. So Shannon's husband is going to be joining us soon. Yes. He I, is I'm, a I'm uh, baseball aficionado in golf. And okay. golf. Golf, yeah. Well, that's good. We need to have him on when we have Dave on. Yeah, we should have him on when Dave's on. We'll have him on the same time Dave's on. We'll talk a little baseball, because baseball season is about a month in or so, and you know, I haven't really followed it yet, but I yeah. will. I'll go to sleep that day. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You can just lay down and take mm -hmm. a nap. That's I cool. Will. So, well, why don't we talk about what we're going to do tonight? Okay. It's going to be a good show. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to start out with the Big Daddy Injury Report. we got a good one tonight. Uh, uh, we're going to be hanging with the brothers, talking a little bit about the NHL playoffs, uh, Kentucky Derby, which was kind of crazy over the weekend. Uh, a few other little tidbits of information that I've got for you guys. To hang with the brothers? It's going to be magnificent. I can't. <laughs> You can stop saying that word now. Then we're going to do Jay's top ten, and then we'll do the final take. So, Mike, if you're done chit-chatting and <laughs> doing sound effects, let's go yep. ahead and get this show rolling. Let's bring on Big Daddy's Injury Report. You got it, Big Daddy. I think Big Daddy's going to get hurt again. Hey, don't do that. You're going to fall. For those of you out in podcast land, we are having technical difficulties tonight. But nobody would ever know because it's all behind the scenes, and now you've just spilled the beans. No. But because okay. you're a little off tonight, so you want to say that's no, the reason? No, it's because I'm magnificent. <laughs> oh, God. All right. 
So the injury report yeah. came from my thinking and being of brain is act brain activity back I don't know, about four months ago, three, two months ago, a month ago, two months ago, something like that. <coughs> eight eight half, years ago. And I was, I'm always, uh, so every pro team has an injury report and then an injury reserve list. And I say, it would be funny if we do the injury, Big Daddy's injury report. And it was big, all the injuries that happened to Big Daddy, which would be Paul. Which has been a lot. It's been not only a lot, it's been <laughs> insane a lot. Yeah. So, uh, um, so what's, uh, what's on the agenda tonight? What injury report are we uh, going to tonight? Well, first, first thing I want to say is last night I got injured. <laughs> of course you did. Just a little bit. Is that the one we're going to so, do tonight? No. This is just a little teaser to what we're going to do. Um, but, no, I had a screen protector, one of those little, you know, plastic screen protectors on yeah. my phone, and it got cracked, and so oh, I no. took it off. and Slice your I, hand? And, and I, I poked my finger right there and, and almost had to go get a stitch. but <laughs> One I'm, stitch for a little poke? One, one little stitch right okay. there. So, of course, I'm, I'm Big Daddy, and I'm a man, so I just yeah, put huh. a Band-Aid on it, and I was perfectly fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I hope you have good insurance of this new job. I got really good insurance at this new job, thankfully. That's good. You're going to need it. Oh, of course. Um, so, but tonight, you know, I thought we would talk about the, arguably, according to you, Michael, the biggest injury I've ever had. I thought running, in, the one I thought running into a moving car was, was That's pretty good. bad enough. Yeah. But um, So most people, when, when, you know, like I'm wearing shorts right now, and, you know, if I'm out in public or running or working right. out, whatever, most people look at my leg, my right leg, and yeah. they're like, oh, my God, what happened to you? Frankenstein! What happened? Because I've got two very long scars on the si- inside and outside of my leg. Yes. That most people think I was in a car accident. But that's mainly why you're single still. But go ahead. Or no, that's not it. Oh, okay. Or um, <laughs> that I had some big time sports injury and all that, and you know, and I tell no, them that's not it. And you tell them about the knife fight in the hood. Well, I tell them about taking out the ten guys and one sliced my leg and all that. But did, uh, they don't believe that. We so. did the karate on them and. They had a knife, and that's yeah, why when your I leg was, was when I was wrong, Claude Von Paul. You were, you were you're taekwondoing them. It was Ishinru, but <laughs> um, so anyways. <clears throat> so what really happened is uh, get into the story of what really happened, and, and, and you know what, why I, I don't want to interrupt you, but you know why I again, think this is one of the worst ones because this you one, go. besides when you were born, this one you I, almost died. You could have died. I could have died. Yes, but the car hitting thing. I guess if you were a little like six inches more one way, you could have. Possibly could have died. died, but maybe not. I could have died because you just dented the car. But this one is okay. So this this is a serious one, now, people. So okay. let's hear it. Go. Ahead. I won't interrupt anymore. Are you sure? The, you have the floor. All right. So it's doubtful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. So what really happened is so when I was married many many years ago, and I had my house up in Belleville, Michigan, um, our basement flooded, oh, and we no. had carpet in the basement. <laughs> Oh boy. And our stairs going down to the basement were linoleum, so they were, oh they, you know, they were getting slippery. Did and, you fall down the stairs? And uh, almost. And <laughs> so my former mother-in-law, who um, rest in peace, she had cancer at the time. She was laying in her bedroom, and oh god, that's horrible. She could hear my friend Paul and I running up and down the stairs, and oh my god. And uh, I remember her right before this happened. I remember her yelling to me, "Oh my god, Paul, be careful." You mm-hmm. don't want to slip and fall. Oh, God. This is going to be bad. And right after she says that, <laughs> I had work boots on, steel toe work of course, boots. Of course, you were being safe. I was being safe. It was absolutely. a hard head area. Right. Thanks for not interrupting. Sorry. And I go down. Paul's behind me. And I slip. And I land on my ass. Mm-hmm. 
and my right leg ends up back behind my body oh. to where my knee was just bent in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And oh, God, Paul had to help me up because I couldn't really move my leg. Oh. And at the time, I worked for 7-Up Detroit as a uh, bulk did. account sales manager. Yes, that's right. And this is what I deal with every week. I'm sorry for that. No, it's okay. This sounds serious. No, it was very serious. Oh, this is very, very serious. Um, so anyhow, Please Michael. Please don't interrupt, Shannon. I'm sorry. Anyhow, Michael. So <laughs> I got up, and, and my knee hurt, without a doubt. I would imagine. And I kind of crawled back up the stairs, and I sat down, and it started swelling up pretty good. So we put some ice on it, and, and uh, we kind of held off running carpet up wet carpet up and down the stairs at this point mm-hmm. and so you know i just kind of iced it that night and well i went to work the next day and then i went to work for the next seven days mm-hmm. and when i worked for seven up you know i had to as a bulk account sales manager i'd go into grocery stores and mm-hmm. i would load the shelves and mm. a lot of times i would have to pull a whole pallet of pop Mm-mm. i said pop i know we're in the pop. south Soda. i know we're in the south but it's pop, pop. Um, seven up products yes. uh, to an aisle, and as I'm doing that, my knees really hurting, like really hurting bad. And I did this like four times in this in this seven seven days. So my ex-wife finally slapped me in the face. She wasn't your ex-wife then, though. She was my wife. Yeah, she was your wife then. Okay. But I won't call her my wife now. She's no, you will never do that. Yeah, she's definitely ex. Definitely. So After the scars. You did. Yeah. Anyhow, so I ended up going to a doctor. And I went went to the same hospital that I went to the emergency room 400 times when I was a kid. The one with your name on the front? Yes, yeah. you know, with the name on my front. And thankfully, the ER <coughs> nurses didn't know me at that point because it had been a few years. Mm-hmm. And they changed some nurses. Um, but anyways, I go in. I see this orthopedic surgeon. He doesn't do any kind of MRI. He takes an X-ray. And he has me kind of bend my knee on the table and kind of just, you know, pulls on it to see, mm-hmm. you know, if maybe my ACL is torn and kind mm-hmm. of moves a little bit. He goes, well, I don't know if we, uh, I don't know if, what, what's going on. He goes, I think we just need to do arthroscopic surgery to go in and see if you tore your ACL or what's going on. Your knee feels a little bit loose. Have but they do an MRI? Why would they just go in? I don't know, Michael. All right. All right. Continue. So. It's fascinating. Seven days after that, which is now 14 days after the original injury, and, <laughs> and I was on crutches at this point because I couldn't walk. Jay, are you awake? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Okay, good. I know how exciting this is. It's thrilling. It is. It's magnificent. It's about to get better. Just like, i got to hear the story again. Yeah, Thanksgiving um, and Christmas, every time with the story. Go ahead. Is this the same x-ray when they took the x-ray, they found like a sewing needle in your Yes. Knee? Yes. What? That's Perfect. when they found, it, it's a little piece of metal I have. No, you're lying to me. No. That's no, true. I if, I, if I can talk, I can tell you. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, so, yes, when, I, when they took that x-ray, they found a little, like, I don't know, three-quarters of an inch to an inch piece of metal in the middle of my knee. From, like, when you were younger? When From you when I was younger window, and yeah. probably when Jason and I used to play football in Livonia and I'd be crawling around on my knees on the carpet because I could tackle Oh, my them. God. And That's hilarious. That'll be another future injury part. Go ahead. Anyways. Sorry, I didn't want to sidetrack you. Carry no, on. No, it's okay. Thanks, Jay. Um, so anyhow, I go in for surgery, <coughs> and this was November eighteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Not that you remember. Oh, I remember. Yeah. He's a date freak. He okay. remembers I, rem- I remember okay. all kinds of dates, especially <coughs> a date like this with what happened. Okay. Yeah, he's an encyclopedia in this. So. so the doctor comes in before surgery. He's like, "Okay, well, we're going to go in. We're going to pump your, fill your knee up with saline fluid, blow it up, so we can take a look at it." Mm-hmm. And um, so I go into surgery. And I wake up in recovery, literally screaming. 
Oh, no. I was in so much pain. It's the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. And I've had a lot of pain. <laughs> I've had a lot of pain. Poor Shannon's so, over there going, oh, no. And I'm, like, laughing the whole time. I'm uh, So I'm laying in, in recovery, and, and this is not a lie. My ex-wife, who was sitting in the waiting room, heard me screaming. That's how loud I was screaming. The lady, apparently, who just came out of surgery in the bed next to oh, me, crap. they had to move her. Yeah. Because she was freaking out about what was happening to me. Mm-hmm. So basically my knee, was, or my whole leg from mm-hmm. just above the knee all the way down through my ankle and foot mm-hmm. was swollen about, I don't know, for podcast people I'd say about eight inches in diameter, which is about three times its normal size, mm-hmm. okay? And they call my doctor and he calls another orthopedic surgeon and they literally stood at the end of the bed for 45 minutes just looking at me as I'm in pain. Not knowing what to do. Not knowing what to do. And during this time, every three to five minutes, they're putting more morphine in me to try and ease the pain, and it's Mm -hmm. not doing anything. Mm -hmm. My ex-wife is freaking out, wondering Mm -hmm. what the hell they're doing. They finally, after 45 minutes, call a vascular surgeon. Now, at this point, my leg is as hard as this table. Mm -hmm. It's crushing all the nerves and everything Mm -hmm. in my leg and my foot. Right. And the vascular surgeon comes in, and apparently, I don't remember exactly, but my big toe was dark purple. Oh, my God. And all he did did was he pinched the tip of my toe and said, can you feel this? And I said, no. Gangrene. He looks at my doctor and says, we have less than five minutes or he's going to lose his leg. Oh, my God. And they immediately (laughs) took me right back into surgery, and they did what's called a fasciotomy. Fallacial what? Fasciotomy? A fasciotomy. Should I look that up? I do have to ask, how old were you when this happened? If I'm, I would have been 28. 28. 28. Yes. So you didn't have any sibling kind of support or love at this point? Oh hell yeah, we were. He was all laughing at me. Yeah. No, we didn't. We didn't laugh until I heard about the fasciotomy. Okay. Yeah. Which is when they took him in the back room. Which is slightly funny, but okay, this is a big deal. Keep going. This is huge. Yes. So. Anyhow, they take me back into surgery, and what a fasciotomy is, Michael, is exactly what the scars are on my leg. They cut both sides of my leg open to allow the fluid to drain out, Mm -hmm. and they leave it like that for two days. Oh, God. Now, they wrap it in gauze, but very loosely, and they put little gauze pads on the, the, uh, literally, my calf muscles. So my 45-minute arthroscopic operation which the doctor came out and said there was nothing wrong with my knee i had no problems with my knee whatsoever what yeah um except the needle except the needle thank god they got that out they didn't get that out they never got they left that it out. in yeah it's still there it's still there oh my god in dude. case you ever need so- to sew anything <clears throat> right exactly just in case i just kind of do you set off metal detectors in the airport surprisingly no oh okay, i go don't ahead. so Anyhow, um, this is getting longer and longer because I keep getting interrupted. Well, this is fascinating. <laughs> we have questions. Um, so anyhow, so the next day I woke up and I'm laying in a hospital. My 45-minute little operation with going home turned into seven days in the hospital. And the next day they had to come in and change the bandages. Mm-hmm. And I remember Dad was there. Mm-hmm. And I remember some people from my church were there. Mm-hmm. And of course, the ex-wife was there. And mm-hmm. Of course. The nurses made them all leave the room and go down the hallway because they knew I was going to scream. And they Mm. knew I was going to be in a lot of pain. Mm -mm. And I'll never forget, there was Mm -mm. one nurse holding my leg up, holding it by by my ankle. Mm -mm. 
and they start unwrapping. No, no. And of course, I'm oh. pushing my little morphine button as much as I can. Mm-mm. And they get to the little gauze pads that are on my calf muscle, and they start pulling those off, and I'm screaming. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so much pain. And I literally passed out mm. when they were holding my leg up, and I kind of leaned a little bit this way and could look straight through my leg. Yeah. Saw so my tibia, my fibula. Those are the bones in your leg. Yeah, fibula. You saw and, that? And, yeah. And, of course, all my calf muscles and everything mm-hmm. was hanging there, and that's the last thing I remember on Did that. Did you see your so, penis? Um... <laughs> <laughs> So couldn't see that, could you? After Sorry. after um, we contacted the lawyer. Oh my God, um, this is the best part of the story. Yeah, not really. Not really. Um, we contacted the lawyer. The lawyer came and visited me in the hospital and started getting all the information and said, "Yeah, we've got a case that uh, it's medical malpractice." Well, in mm-hmm. the state of Michigan, medical malpractice is two years. Mm-hmm. So if you don't find the doctor at fault within two years, you don't have a case anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, this lawyer took one year to examine my medical records, go through everything, mm-hmm. and said, I don't have a case. The way the doctor worded my medical records was in such a way that it made it look like it was my fault, like there was a degenerative problem in my knee. The needle. That was my fault. Could have been that. That damn needle. Right? Jason, so anyhow, way to go, Jay. So anyhow, <clears throat> after I got out of the hospital, I uh, had to go through three and a half years of physical therapy. Keep going. Had to go through three and a half years of physical therapy. Had to learn how to walk again. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They had to, I had to learn how to walk again. They told me I would never be athletic like I used to be. Mm-hmm. I would never be able to play sports. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I Obviously, I was on disability with my job for over a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, about, I take it back, about six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was just brutal. I mean, it was just absolutely brutal. Come to find out, Mm-mm. a friend of mine, who was mine and my ex-wife's. Um, oh, him. Her, oh her, sorry. mother is an operating room nurse. Mm-hmm. Her best friend, so my friend's mom's mm-hmm. best friend, was in the operating room that day when this happened to me. Really? And said that, of course, I found this out five years later, so there's nothing <clears> I could do. Exactly. But found out that the, the little pump they used to pump the saline in yeah. was not working right. Uh-uh. And instead of it being pumped out of my knee, it was going into my lower leg, and the doctor yeah. did nothing about it. Yeah. And when he noticed what the problem was, and other people in the operating room noticed what the problem was, he told everybody, keep your mouth shut, doctor's code. If anybody, like lawyers, come talking, you don't know anything. Mm. So thank you, Mr. Doctor. Mm. Because now, 22 years later. You're still learning how to walk. I have more issues with my whole leg from hip all the way down. Really? Mm-hmm. And I used to, and this is going to be a crazy thought, but I used to actually think that it would have been better if I'd lost my leg just because of what I go through now. However, having said all that. You might not fall as much. Having said all that. I um, still can't play sports. I, nice, thanks, Jay. I uh, <laughs> actually have done four yeah. triathlons, yes, half marathon, 100-mile really? bike yeah. ride. So he's fine. Um, yeah. play, played racquetball, tennis. I've done everything mm-hmm. normal. Done it with a lot of pain, but right. but I've done it. So that is every time I look at my leg, it's yeah. a constant reminder. Now I got bad varicose veins running through. I've got permanent nerve damage down the inside of my leg, Wait. all the way down the side of my foot. I think the varicose veins thing is part of our family genetics because Dave's gotten really bad. Well, I've had a doctor look at it, and they said mostly because of this surgery is why I have this oh. this problem with these veins in my leg. Maybe. Yes, we have it running in the family. Yeah. Maybe Dave has it from your surgery too. Um. 
No, I think David just inherited it. So <laughs> don't ask a woman about varicose veins. Yeah. No. So or cellulite. <laughs> yeah. So or a lot of things. That's my big injury this week. Oh, Polly. Arguably the biggest one I've ever had. That's a good one. Although I still think getting running into a moving car and almost dying. That was a pretty good one too. But but I could there's almost, more to come. I could have almost died. There's more to with come with this leg surgery. This one was kind of serious, not as you know. A lot of the ones that you've got are more funny because they're so stupid. <laughs> but this one was pretty serious, and this is a good injury to get out of the way in the beginning. This may not make your top ten when Jason does the top ten Big Daddy's injury reports. <clears throat> don't know if that one's going to be on it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it will be since it'll be in the top five. Oh, yeah, it should be. Thanks, one. Jay. It should be in the top five. When you the biggest best best part about that story was when you looked through your leg, didn't see your penis. It was, Anyways, that was the best part yeah. of the story for no. me. We won't get into that, Michael. <laughs> just well, that because, was great. Just because there's a lady in the room, we won't get into that. Thank you. So, all right. <laughs> That was great. That was a great Good job, Big Daddy. Thank Good you. Job. Thank you for uh, mm-hmm. contributing so much, Michael. No problem. Hey, Appreciate that's it. why I'm here. I'm here for you. Appreciate it. I'm so, here for you. I'm your support. I'm everybody your out in podcast land, I walk normal. I play sports very well. Thank you, Jason. Mm-hmm. And uh, I live a sort of normal life with my bad leg. It's okay, though. So, all right. Okay. Let's move on, Michael. <laughs> what are we doing? On. We're doing Hanging with the Brothers. Hanging with the Brothers. Michael. We're going to hang, guys. Hey, Jay, did you want to say something tonight? Because Mike's pretty talkative. We can mute him if we need to. I had a magical moment this weekend, so I guess I'm a little chatty. Sorry. I'm trying my best to get a word in. Uh, So am I. It's crazy. I mean, I forgot Shannon was even in the room. You can do it. You know? So, well, let's talk a little uh, NHL. We got the uh, playoffs going on. Michael, I know this doesn't excite you, but... I won't be talking... It will always, always <laughs> excite me. Um, no, I love hockey. Hockey is my very close second favorite sport. I like it when there's a team I like in it. Since there's no teams I like in it, I really don't give a crap. Yeah, I mean, and I'm kind of that way, except I'm a huge hockey fan. And this I this show anyway. is a fan's perspective show. Exactly. And fans are like that. So. Right, exactly. Especially Did you want to just run the segment, Mike? I would love to hear what you had to say. Okay. Well, we're hanging with the brothers. No, I know. So I'm allowed to talk. Oh, okay. I am a brother. Anyhow, Sorry. so the playoffs are going on. We've got one team already through the Eastern Conference Finals, which is Carolina, which is a big surprise because they were a wild card team coming in. Oh, um, that's where Shannon's from. Well, she lived there well, for a while. Well, th- that's not true. She's from Michigan. I'm, I'm Red Wings, but I was around when the Hurricanes uh, won, their won in the Carolinas. But, you know, now Nashville, how can you not be a Preds fan? Except my heart will always lie in Detroit. It will always lie with the wings. Yeah, so will mine. But I am also a Preds fan. I yeah. do like the Preds just because I've been here for so long. I've been to so many games. Um, but now that Carolina's through, they're waiting to see who they're going to play. And tonight they're, the Bruins are playing Columbus. And the Bruins are up one to nothing in the second period. And if the Bruins win, that'd be Boston, Michael. I know who they are because um, uh, Tom Brady goes there. They, uh, they will move on and they'll play Carolina in the Eastern Conference Finals. In the Western Conference... Mm-mm. Dallas and St. Louis is going to a Game 7 tomorrow night. Yeah, I knew that. So are we picking 
Today, when are we picking? We're not picking until we get to the, all the teams in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Oh, that, okay. Until there's four teams left. You said that last week. Yes. I don't know when that is, so. Um, well, tomorrow, Dallas or St. Louis will move on. Um, tonight, you got <laughs> San Jose and Colorado playing, and San Jose's up three games to two. So if San Jose wins, they'll move on. And if Boston wins, they move on. So by next Monday, we'll have the, the Eastern and Western Conference oh, Finals okay. so figured we, out. So we can do it next week. We can do it next week? Yes. Thank you. That's all I was asking. That's right. Are we done with this segment? No. Okay. Uh, so keep going. That was exciting. Jay, you're just <laughs> Jason's so talking. Man of many words tonight. Well, his mouth, yeah. his so, mouth is full of pretzels, that's why. Yeah. So that's it'll why. it'll be interesting to see. Carolina's a big surprise. Um truly really the biggest surprise so far, the playoffs. Carolina, Carolina getting through, yeah, because they were a wild card team going in. Mm. Weren't expected to to sweep. New York, New York Islanders, and get to the finals, Eastern well, Conference Finals. There, there's not even a top seed left, is there? No, actually, <laughs> this is the first year ever in the NHL playoffs that all four division winners were knocked out in the first round, and also the first time ever that the number one seed in both the East and the West mm-hmm. lost in the first round. It's never happened before. Every team that you have left in the playoffs was a four seed or lower. Hmm. So, really, the top three seeds in both conferences have already been knocked out, which is crazy. Wow. So, um, what, do think, what do you think about that, Shannon? Speechless. You see? <laughs> You're right, Paul. Jay, what do you think about that? What do you think about what's going on in the playoffs? You probably haven't watched very much, but. Yeah, I haven't really. Um, since, you know, all all the teams that are the two teams I picked to go lost in the first round. So Yeah, me too. Well, me too. So. <laughs> That's why next week, that's why I always say, especially for hockey playoffs, Mike, you have to re-pick because you never know. Hockey playoffs are so much different than any right. other playoffs because it's a seven-game series, and you just don't know what's going to happen. So Big Daddy, Shannon, just so you know, Big Daddy likes to pick and re-pick and re-pick until the team he true. finally picks. That's not true. Until the team wins a championship. <laughs> that's not true. I always say, especially football, you, you know, we make, prediction, we make predictions at the beginning of the season. And what happened? You got lucky. I got lucky. You got very lucky. I did not get lucky. You I got said Patriots and very Rams. Lucky. Patriots will win in the very beginning of the season, and I was right. And you got lucky. In Big Daddy's, give me some love. In Big Daddy's defense, hockey plays eleven months of the year. Thank you. A the, lot of crap changes. Yeah. I'll say actually eleven and a half months. Of it's the actually year. not quite that long, but how do you even know that they start in October? Because they start around. I always say my birthday, which is August, which is well preseason. I agree. Feels like it, yeah. And then they end end of July. No, it's actually first week of June, middle of June, middle of June. It's over. It starts with a J. It It starts with a J. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say you're you are correct with with training camp and preseason games. It starts at the end of August, going into September, and then the regular season starts in October. The playoffs are usually done by middle of June. It's just when the so it's about ten months. Yeah, when the Preds. It's a long season. When the Preds were in the finals and CMA Fest was going on at the same time. Yeah. Things shows how long the season is, so you can change your mind a thousand times. Thank you. See, Michael. She's good. Yeah. We get to run every week. Um. So we'll. Next week, Mike, we'll pick re re pick our picks because mm-hmm. we'll have new picks to make because we'll have four teams and we'll just pick two of the four. How about that? I love it. Right. I love it. So while we're, talk, while, while we're talking Riveting. about hockey, yes. um, Jay, did you hear that? Uh, of course, we all know that Steve Eiserman is now the general manager oh, of yeah. the Detroit Red Wings. We Thank God. 
Ken Holland apparently is moving on to Edmonton, even though two weeks ago he said he was going to stay with the Wings and be a consultant and help Iserman and all that. So, um, but Jay, did you hear who who Iserman hired for his assistant GM? Yeah, he pulled a Bill guy Belichick. from Tampa. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. The the same guy he had in Tampa, which made Tampa mm-hmm. so successful, is Pat Verbeek. Yep. Which I think is mm. going to do absolutely. Mm, it'll be magnificent for the Red Wings. It will be. So that's exciting that that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. Yeah, that's exciting that that Verbeek is is coming on with Eiserman, and honestly. Well, he was at with him at Tampa, right? Yes. Okay. There yes. you go. That's what I just said. Right. I just want to, I didn't hear Jason say that. You were probably talking. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm definitely here. Come on, guys, don't make fun of the handicap. <laughs> um, so I'm actually glad to see Ken Holland go. I think it's a great thing. I think uh, Eisenman and Verbeek are going to get Detroit within a couple of years, if not sooner, back to the playoffs. They're going to have a great draft coming up, and I think uh, give them. I'm going to give them three years maximum, and they win another cup. Yeah, if if they can build around Lark, and they'll they'll be fine. I agree. I agree. And, you know, I was watching the San Jose game the other night, and, and uh, Nyquist plays for San Jose now, and mm-hmm. he's lighting it up. I mean, he's having a great series against Colorado, and I just kept thinking, you know, he was Detroit's leading goal scorer, and Holland traded him. And, you know, but good for good for uh, Gustav Nyquist. Gustav. Um, he's doing really well in San Jose. But I'm excited that, to see what the Red Wings are going to do in the next year or two um, with uh, – Holland gone, and of course, Eisenman and Verbeek there. It's going to be magnificent, Michael. <laughs> if you say that one more time, I swear to God. <laughs> so, it's also very interesting. <laughs> it, is, very, it is interesting for sure. Definitely interesting. Absolutely. So, let's move on and, and let's let's talk very briefly about uh, what happened over the weekend. And no, this isn't the segment. What just happened, Michael? Um, Paul. But the uh, Kentucky what, Derby happened. What just happened? The Kentucky Derby. We happened. should have did a segment of what just happened for this because this is a total what just happened. No, we're <clears throat> we're good talking with it and hanging with the bros. Oh, the bros now. Okay. So, um, did you guys watch the Kentucky Derby at all? I did. did um, you? <coughs> I don't. No. I usually don't watch horses run around in the dirt. I track. usually don't either, but I happened to be laying on my couch Saturday afternoon. <laughs> from and, your sore leg. And from my sore leg. Yeah. And. Guy. Friend of mine texted me, and you know, all he said in capital letters with four exclamation points was Kentucky Derby, and I was like, "Well, you're pretty excited about this." Um, but all I had heard about this race was this horse named Maximum Security. How he was the favorite, a four to one favorite, and that he was going to dominate the race and he was going to win. Mm-hmm. Well, he did win. I know. Right up until he was disqualified. <laughs> yeah, I read that. First time ever in Kentucky Derby history, and this is the 80, wait, uh, 100th running or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, first time ever, 145th running of the Kentucky Derby. Wow. And this is the first time ever that a horse that won the race was disqualified. The last time a horse was disqualified was around 1986 when the horse had finished fifth. Um, pooped in the track and inter, uh, interfered with another horse oh, okay. and got pushed back to sixth. It's usually interfering or pooping, so one of the two. Right. So m- maximum security. Um, if if you saw any highlights or anything, mm-hmm. um, did interfere with two other horses. He did. And are you sure you're an expert on this? Because the, the owner was pretty upset about it. So. So in horse racing, <coughs> when 
they are they are running. You have basically lanes like you do in mm-hmm. a, and are running on a track. Yeah, but they all come and together. Horses, yeah. And horses are supposed to stay in their lane and not move over and interfere with other horses. And maximum security went over technically two lanes, maybe two and a half. And there was one horse that almost got his legs tripped up and they went down. But uh, the, the then there was a second horse who they ended up giving the race to. Um, which was called sixty-five to one. Can you imagine sixty-five to one odds? The betting. Uh, they said second largest payout ever. Ever yes. because of the sixty-five right. to one. Right. Holy crap! That's the biggest odds for a horse. I was going to bet on that horse too. Um, Damn. Yeah. But oh. uh, Country House was declared the winner, and it was a, a Country House was a sixty-five to one, uh, uh, sixty-five to one odds of winning, which obviously is not very good. So, anyhow, the um, stewards of the Kentucky Derby, who mm-hmm. are basically like the referees, took 20 minutes stewards. to make a decision. They literally, I almost fell asleep waiting for the decision. I mean, I could have fell asleep during the race, but it was actually a pretty exciting run, uh, race. Um, I think I was sleeping during that. Um, <clears throat> but it uh, took 20 minutes to make the decision, and, and they decided that ma- uh, maximum security interfered enough. Mm-hmm. Especially with Country House, that Country House could have won that race on its own had maximum security not moved over and got into its lane and almost almost tripped. So up. they didn't take the second in line; they took somebody else that got interfered. Country with. House finished second. Oh, he did. He finished second 65 overall. Sixty-five to one, finished second. Yes. Oh man. He finished second overall. That's pretty good. However, he was declared the winner because maximum security was disqualified. Mm-hmm. Mother. Because in horse racing, this is fascinating. You are not allowed to. Move over lanes. This is better and, than and maximum security went went back over to the first right next to the rails and finished and kind of finished ahead of everybody, but you know you can't do that in horse racing. Apparently not. You get disqualified. Right, first time ever. Oh, man, that's interesting. How about you, Jay? Well, people are also complaining because they had twenty horses. I think it was. So that's way too many. Typically, they only have fourteen in some of the other races. But that's true. If you look back at the previous two um, races. For the Kentucky Derby, they had 19 and 20. So, you know, no one was complaining then. Yeah, I think they mm. had 20. I think they had 20 originally, and two of them point, um, were scratched because of injuries. So they ended up actually running nine, or 18, had I think is what it was. They had an itch and they got scratched. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Happens. So, um, very Let's exciting see. Kentucky Derby, Michael. You Paul, need to watch it next year. You know what? I'm probably not going <laughs> to. But thanks for that. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's. Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, let's let's move on. We're moving on. We're gonna move on, Michael. Cause yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What, didn't we have something else to talk about? Well, we, yeah, we we could mention that, I guess. Yeah, sure. we should probably mention it. Just really, really quickly, because yeah. we gotta get to Jason's. Yes, we 10. do. I want to get to that. So, um, so a couple of weeks ago, after Tiger Woods won the uh, uh, Masters, um, we read something that said that President Donald Trump was going to award him the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Well. I don't understand it. President Donald Shannon, Trump. Can you can your husband explain this to me? No. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Because he could explain a boatload of golf to you, but how and when you're awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom would be, yeah, no. Well, let me let me let me just read something that Mr. President Trump said. I mean, I'm happy for Tiger. So so the Presidential Medal of Freedom is the nation's highest civilian honor. 
Did he rescue a kid from... Trump described Woods on Monday as Mm -hmm. a true legend, an extraordinary athlete who has transformed golf and achieved new levels of dominance. Trump described the litany of victories that Woods has obtained during his remarkable career and the injuries that almost derailed it. Does he even know about your injuries yet? Go ahead. I really should get this medal. Yeah, we really should. Especially after that injury report today. I should get it. And and having to listen to Mike all night, I definitely Tom Brady will get it if Tiger got it. He better get it. Brady will too. Um, Woods became emotional as he spoke of his parents and thanked those who have supported him over the years, saying, "Quote: You've seen the good and the bad, the highs and the lows, and I would not be in this position without all of your help." Unquote. Oh God. (laughs) That's all I got. Do we have a list of other presidential winners? Yeah. Yeah, because. I'm sorry. Jason, you haven't talked, so you go ahead and talk. J- Jason opinion. talks when you and, and I'm not hanging with no. the brothers right now. So you, Actually, you are. You're in the room. I'm good. I just... <laughs> Jason doesn't care. I, I'm going to tell you, I don't know the criteria, you know, for the Medal of Freedom, but winning the Masters a couple weeks ago, that was pretty damn cool that's pretty cool for and him, it, yeah. it really was emotional and he has overcome a ton and he's he's done a ton for the sport yeah i agree i totally agree now the the list of yeah. winners is very long you've got them in architecture you got them in art dance movies and theater actors yeah literature okay. anybody that we know music everybody yeah uh sydney portier meryl streep steven spielberg robert redford Okay, so it's not okay. Walt Disney's gotten it. Yeah. Um, All right. T. S. Eliot. So it's really not that big of a deal. No, everybody gets it. Okay, it is a big deal, but now that we see, it's not just because it's Tiger. Or... Elvis Presley got one. Yeah, Maya Angelou. So yeah, there's been a lot of people that have that have gotten it. Um, so basically, if you're famous, you get one. If you're or famous if you do and you do good. something extraordinary, Frank Sinatra. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, when I become famous Rosa and I've done Parks. something extraordinary, then I'll get it. You should get one just for your leg. I should. That story, man. Tell that story That's to true. Trump, and I he'll should. give you one. That's I'm going to write him an email. Write him an email. Just to see what he says. But there's literally been Hit him like, up on Twitter. He's always on there. <laughs> there's literally... If Meryl Streep got one, Tiger Woods deserves one. Totally. I agree with that now. Barbara Streisand got one. Barbara Streisand? Well, she deserves one. Eight. Are you kidding me? Yeah. God. So, she was awesome. Very, very happy for Tiger. Didn't Ellen DeGeneres get one? I don't know, dude. Come on, look it up, man. This is a sports show. Oh, yeah. Well, well, well entertainment sports and entertainment. entertainment. Oh, entertainment. We're very entertaining. Are you Are you not entertained? I am laughing. I was laughing. Are you not entertained? From, um, from Gladiator. I don't see her name. Bruce Springsteen got one. What? Well, he should have. <laughs> totally. Yeah, so. I'm getting one. Um, well, Mike, there's been a lot of musicians that have gotten one, so yeah. you, you, you should be able to get one. After this, Right after, after J- I get mine for my life. After Jason's, Jason's top ten, he's going to get one, because this is going to be amazing. I, I it feel is. It. So let's move on to that, so right. um, it? we can make sure we get that done tonight. How about that? <laughs> Sounds great. Do we have to? <laughs> yes, we do. No, we we've do. missed hearing your voice, Jason. Yeah, Jay. Yeah. It's, it's your time to talk, Jay. Top ten. Top ten, top, 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 top ten. Top, top ten, top, 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 top ten. Like the end of that. Alrighty, Michael. 
I get to say that because it's my segment. I love it. Yeah. All right. So top 10 this week. Um, so last week we had the NFL draft. I talked about the we did top 10 worst NFL draft picks since 2000. That was, was a lot awesome. of fun. That was good. Yeah. Um, so keeping on that same topic, and the only reason I am staying with NFL is uh, I heard it on the radio this week just the Lions picked uh, a cornerback out of Penn State in the fifth round who they think is going to start for them. Now, granted, the Lions suck, so, you know, a seventh-rounder could probably start for him. But. I hear you. But I thought it would be cool to kind of look back since 2000 again and look at the best NFL draft picks that were drafted after the fifth, in the fifth round or later. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so I think they changed that format. Paul, you can – I don't know if you know or not. I think it was 94. They switched it to just seven rounds. Bless you. You're about to sneeze. Oh, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Well, we know from um, last week's Lost and Found that back in the 80s, they had like 12, 16 correct. rounds, 14 rounds or something like that. Correct. Yeah, that's crazy. So, anyhow, so we're going to do the top 10 best NFL draft picks since 2000 after the fifth round. So it, it was pretty cool putting this list together just to kind of see where some of these players are and how good they, they were um, and all the teams that passed on them. Mm-hmm. So starting at number 10. I have. I was waiting for it, Mike. Come on. <laughs> I did it. Um, so I have the tight end out of Iowa, 2017, George Kittle. He's a fifth round pick, pick number 146. Mm-hmm. He's really uh, come on the last couple of years. Um, now that Gronkowski's out of the league, I think Kittle could really uh, be one of the top tight ends in the in the NFL. You think, you think better than Travis Kelsey? And yeah, he's up there, but. Um, so Jason's top ten, Big Daddy. So just I'm, just shut it. Okay? He can. It's okay. Just say it. Um, <laughs> that was a good one, Jay. I like that one. Yeah. So number nine, number nine, I have defensive end Trent Cole, who is also a fifth round pick. He was also picked one forty six. Interesting enough, from two thousand five. So he plays for uh, Philadelphia. Um, so he's been a two-time Pro Bowler, 88 and a half sacks, and 21 forced fumbles. Who hmm. he came into the league um, at a pretty pretty small school, um, but uh, what school? Uh, I don't have that in front of me actually, hmm. but he um, definitely has uh, been a really good player for Philadelphia. So it's number nine. No, that was number nine, yeah. Right. So number eight, this is when we start getting into some of the guys you probably really know. Um, cornerback Josh Norman, who oh. played for Coastal Carolina. Mm-hmm. Also a fifth-round pick. Um, got drafted by the Carolina Panthers. He was a fifth-round pick? Yeah. That's crazy. Who was that again? Josh Norman. Josh Norman. Oh, so oh. picked by Carolina, Carolina Panthers and then got that massive deal by Washington. And now he's not that great, but. Um, for where he was picked and what he did at Carolina, he was uh, he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, coming in at number seven, I have a running back, Michael Turner, also a fifth-round pick in 2004. Um, he was behind Tomlinson in yeah. San Diego for a while, um, so didn't really get to show his stuff until pretty much when he got to Atlanta. Uh, it turned out to be a really good running back for Atlanta. Actually holds uh, – the uh, touchdown record for Atlanta still 60 rushing touchdowns in second in yards what? for Atlanta. Uh, it's 6,081. 
Wow. <laughs> so number six, uh, defensive end Robert Mathis, drafted by the oh. Colts in 2003. Wow. And the reason I have him pretty high on the list, he was he came out of a really small school, Alabama A&M, mm-hmm. and came in as a pretty small defensive end, 6'2". Um, but he had a great career at the Colts, 118 sacks, which ranks 20th all time. Wow. Um, so, yeah, pretty good player wow. for a fifth-round pick there. Fifth round. Yeah. Um, at number five, I have wide receiver Julian Edelman, the oh, New England Patriots. Oh, oh, it's a good one, one of Mike's boys. It's my boy. So he was, yeah, mm-hmm. he was picked in round seven, picked 232 out of Kent State as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But obviously we know he trans- or he, he transitioned into a wide receiver and um, doesn't have great numbers yet, but is very versatile. Obviously can be a punt returner, kick returner. Um, it fits in that system really well. Well, he's got great. Before, he's got great playoff numbers. Yeah, before a seventh round pick, I mean that's a steal. Yeah, totally. Number four, I have uh, wide receiver Marquise Colston. Mm-hmm. Um, no longer with the Saints, but he was also a seventh round pick, um, and picked a little later than what Edelman was actually. It picked two fifty two, um, but he holds the franchise mark for the Saints with. Uh, 711 catches, 9,759 yards, and 72 touchdowns for the Saints. Um, him and Breeze definitely were a, a really good uh, um, uh, quarterback to wide receiver. Wow. Pairing there. That's a good one. So now we're getting to the top three. So top I think three. it's really exciting. I'm literally on the edge of my seat. I, 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 I see that. See You're almost going to fall off. Careful. Yeah. Don't want to hurt yourself. Don't, don't hurt your leg. <laughs> Uh, so, so number three, I have cornerback Richard Sherman, who's a Seattle Seahawks fifth round pick, pick one fifty four. There's no way. There is no way he was a fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Holy crap, that's crazy. And correct me if I'm wrong, Paul. I think he came from Stanford. Yes, he Jim did. Harbaugh. Yep. So yeah. Yes, he did. Um, wow. Him and Andrew. But yeah. They said actually he probably wouldn't even been drafted if he didn't go to the Senior Bowl because he really showed a lot in the Senior Bowl that year in 2011. Um, and the Seahawks, Seahawks took a chance on him in the fifth round. That obviously paid off. So the final two, this is where you know you guys think you might know who number one is. Oh it better be. Gosh, don't say it. <laughs> it better be. If you put him at number two, you're getting kicked off the oh show. Oh, my gosh. Number two, I have wide receiver Antonio Brown. Okay, um, there you go. Steelers pick in the sixth round out of Central Michigan. Ooh, pick one, 195 mm-hmm. in 2010. Look at that. Wow. Ooh, Shannon's excited. So, yeah, I remember That's... when they picked him because he had a pretty good senior year <laughs> at Central. What was, um, the, what was Central's mascot again? The, they, well, they were Hogwarts. The Chippewas. They're the Chippewas. Chippewas. That's, That's right. Chippewa. That's right. Jason, that's a good one. Uh, he was a six-round pick. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like yeah. one of the greatest receivers now, and even though he's a pain in the ass, but six-round pick. Go ahead, Jay. Who's and by the way, had, uh, also from he's got, a Michi- you know, yeah. CMU. Yeah, Michigan, yeah, CMU. He's one of the only wide receivers that have consecutive 125-plus catches in a season, uh, which is pretty amazing. Wow. And then obviously number one. Yeah, there we go. Quarterback Tom Brady, the Patriots. Six-round pick at pick 199. In 2000, um, you know, I kind of went back and forth a little bit. I say, you know, obviously with the Super Bowls. Um, you really? You know, he, he came. <laughs> yeah, I did actually. Why I would mean, you go back and forth? A lot of these guys came from smaller schools. I mean, he came yeah. from Michigan, obviously. Um, but 
yeah he uh obviously has shown his worth at a you know being oh. a six round pick and doing what he's done so yeah, i would say so do you, do you remember what uh, what he mean. said to Mike's boy, yes, Mr. Kraft? Of course, we all remember. Before Mr. Kraft went to the Asia Day Spa. Yeah, he said, do you know a good he said, spa I can go to? He exactly. said, here, take this lotion. <laughs> yeah, he said, uh, now seriously, do you remember Do you, do you remember what he said to I don't. Yeah. Robert Kraft after they, after they drafted him? Yeah, I do. What did he say, Mike? He said, I'm the best decision you've ever made. Well, he's. Not quite that. It was close. Just, well, 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 say it exactly what it is, because every time Robert Kraft says it, he says it a little different. Well, we we see what Bob does. So, <laughs> um, no, he said your franchise just made the best decision they've ever made. Good for time. He walked up and said, "Hey, Mr. Kraft, I'd like to introduce myself." And he said, "I know you are. You're a six-round draft pick." And he said, "Yeah." And that's the he best. He said this decision. franchise has made the best decision they ever made. He didn't say franchise, but. Whatever, man. He said it, and guess what? He was right. Jason, good top ten. So there you go. Yeah. So we'll probably get out of the uh, NFL next week. Um, I'm going to try and do some top ten things with uh, things that are relevant right now in, in different sports. So maybe NBA, NHL, and uh, Major League Baseball. We'll see. Can you do the cool. movies? Top ten something actors in movies or something? Can we do other top tens? It's I Jason's can. segment, man. He can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. Just like when you have your segment, you can do whatever you want. Wait till you hear my next one. And apparently, like this whole show, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> that cricket <laughs> one that I did was the best one ever. I was a little thrown yeah. off because he didn't interrupt as much as last no, week. No, I was letting you go. I felt bad last time, even though it was pretty damn funny. It was all yeah. good. Well, Jay, that was awesome. I'm looking forward to next week's. Thanks. For sure. Me too. So, well, let's do this, guys. Let's uh, let's do the final take and maybe, maybe, maybe. Mike will be quiet for 30 seconds. Well, it depends on what you say. Let's move on, Michael. <laughs> if it's good, I won't say anything. If you say something let's, stupid, I'm going to say something. Let's move on, Michael. All right, you got it. So, so I've given this uh, just a ton of thought over the last four days of, of what I'm going to do my final take on this week, and mm-hmm. and, um, and you know honestly with me starting this new job mm-hmm. um, and and moving up in the world and as far as <laughs> money and just mm-hmm. prestige and just being the magnificent person that I am. Oh my God. Um, this is what I want to say to everybody out there in podcast land. And this goes back to last week with the draft and, and honestly bringing up the Kentucky Derby winner. You know, the jockey that ended up being on Country House, I believe it was his first first Kentucky Derby ever, and he won it. And, mm-hmm. you know, afterwards I saw him say that it's always been his dream to run in this race, but to win it was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So this is what I want to say to everybody out there. Say it. With the NFL players that got drafted and all yep. that, and me getting my new job and mm-hmm. doing the show. Say it with your face. Say it. Follow your dreams. <sighs> I if you got something that. That, that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. stick with it because you never know what can happen. I quit. I'm doing my dream. Anyways, so um, seriously, though, I mean, you know, if you look back at all the any, – any player, whether I don't care what sport it is mm-hmm. that you get drafted, the NHL draft's coming up, the NBA draft's coming up. You know, these literally kids, especially mm-hmm. in the NBA, yeah, are that's true. 
19-year-old kids that are going to go play professional basketball. They all think they're going to be the greatest ever, and two-thirds of them don't do anything because they only played one year of college. Um, but you know what? They're following their dreams, and mm. they're sticking with it, and they're doing everything they can to make, make it happen. Mm. And Mm-mm-mm. I'm doing everything I can to make this show happen mm-hmm. with you guys, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, my dream. It's your dream. I'm following my dream, Michael. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing what I'm told. And, and, and working at the hotel I'm working at now is is, is a huge deal, and and, and – not wasn't really a dream of mine to get there but <laughs> but it kind of happened that way so what's you your know? point <laughs> so my whole point is just follow your dream if you've got okay. something that you are passionate about follow it stick with it do whatever it takes to make it happen hand me that guitar damn it uh, but damn it paul you're right thank you i mean it is it's awesome follow your dream look follow your you, dream look at you follow your dream look at you paul we've been doing this mike for almost two years now mm. Granted, we've only been putting them out to the public for for ten months, but nine months, but still, mm-hmm. three years ago, this was just a thought in my head. This whole That's concept, this whole show, mm-hmm. was just a thought in my head, and now here we are, two years later, and we're doing this every week, and we have Jason with us, and we, we have do. guests on, and we have guests, on, and we're eventually yeah. going to be on, you know, all kinds of different websites like mm-hmm. iTunes and, mm-hmm. and and Google Play and everything. Yes. So, follow your dreams, Michael. I will, Paul. Thank you. All I'm right. going to do it right now. All right. Me too. You should. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to follow my dreams. Jason's going to follow his well, dreams. Well, I'll tell you what. While everybody out there is following their dreams, you can also follow us on Facebook. Just search Big Daddy Sports Minute. Follow us on Twitter at BD Sports Minute. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Jay, we eventually got to get that rolling with something. Something. Um, put you a are, picture on there. You're our media guru. Let's put a picture on there. Um, you can find us at BD Sports Minute on there. Shannon, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank you, where, where can everybody follow you? Instagram at shfabulous. Awesome. Wow, nice. Mike, where yeah. do we follow you? Oh, well, you can follow me on my big white GMC Sierra pickup truck all the way down Highway 100, all the way home. Does Get behind Ke- me. Does Kerry not allow you to drive the Tesla anymore? Not anymore. No. <laughs> Jay, what about you? Where can we follow you, Jay? Um, I guess you can follow me on my Instagram. Yay, what is wow, it? Wow, what is it? Uh, I'm not going to give it out just yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's awesome. Well, great show tonight. Appreciate you guys being with us again. Thank you, Shannon. We had a good time. We'll see you all next week. Big Daddy's out. <laughs>